My guest on this week's episode of Sudden Search is Nicole Osborne, founder of Wonderstars. Nicole is a veteran marketer with over 20 years of experience. She's an in-demand conference presenter. We filmed this episode a few weeks after her much-discussed presentation at Brighton SEO Conference. She has a really impressive vlog, which you can find on the Wonderstars website and on YouTube. After you watch this episode, I suggest you check out her site for all sorts of practical tips that will help anyone working in an agency. We're all familiar with the story of the cobbler's kids. The cobbler became so busy making shoes for his customers that there were no shoes for his children. Nicole noticed that for digital marketing agencies, we spend so much time doing marketing for our clients that our own marketing often takes a back seat. Nicole and her team's mission is to fix that problem. Nicole is one of the leading agency coaches in the world. How does she help marketers with marketing? What are the most common problems agencies are experiencing? How does she handle the bruised egos of her coaching clients? I'm going to ask Nicole these questions and many more. Join me for a conversation with Nicole Osborne. I'll ask her a few questions about her excellent presentation at this year's Brighton SEO conference. I'll get some tips about differentiation, and I'll spend some time talking about her agency growth ebook. All right, Nicole Osborne, welcome to Sudden Search. How are you doing? Oh, Matt, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be joining you. I'm excited to have you. You're, you're fresh off a big speech at Brighton SEO, which I want to talk to you all about. Um, for, for anyone who's not acquainted with you, I want to kind of set the table here first. So you're an agency coach who trains agencies on how to promote their, their business more, more mm-hmm. actively. I think this is really interesting and something we've experienced at search lab. It's that, you know, cobbler's kids have no shoes situation where we use all our yeah. time and treasure and talent to, to help our clients. And then we just put band-aids on our own marketing. Uh, you know, just curious when you start working with an agency and you know, for the first time you get a look under the hood, what are some of the common problems you're seeing across agencies and in a variety of, of, uh, digital marketing fields? Mm, Mike, do you know, you just hit the nail on the head there. You guys are often so busy with your client work that there's hardly any time left for strategically working on the business. So. You might have guessed by my accent, I'm actually originally from Germany and we are so known to be efficient. <laughs> so yeah, right. Very early on when I come that is in, a as we, yeah. <laughs> and I'm quite happy with it. Um, very early on when I come in, I'll actually work with the agency owner on time management to, to really mm. make sure that there's enough time for sales processes, improving processes, and also marketing processes. So time is a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Do you know, and I, I would also say, um, you know, majority of agencies often rely on referrals. So word of mouth. And that's great, right? Because you obviously do amazing work right. for your clients to be able to enjoy that. But it's very unpredictable. So the, the second challenge I would highlight is the sort of whole feast and famine. Like, oh, we are so busy, so exciting. And everyone's loving the project. Too. Oh, my God, there's no leads. And we don't know where the next project is coming from. And that's stressful, right? Yeah. <laughs> So these are the two things I would really highlight, which, you know, which which are really a struggle and, and good marketing and, and structured marketing and growth processes hopefully can really help with that and can help an agency to land the best kind of clients that teams love working with, who follow the processes, who pay well, all of those things. Oh, I love it. And I can certainly relate to that feeling of, you know, it's like, it's like checking the weather. I hope it rains today, but you don't really have anything. You don't yeah. know when the next deal is going to come through. So it's very tricky, you know. This this might be a, a difficult question to answer, but it seems like the people you're coaching mm-hmm. might be pretty self assured, maybe even egotistical about their marketing chops. Um, they they feel like, oh, I, I know a lot about marketing. That's why I have an agency. 
do you ever find that the the agency folks that you're working with aren't as receptive at first <laughs> as you might like it to be? Just the ego gets in the way a little bit. Mark, interesting question. That's very much a British way of saying, oh, yeah, you're very right. I don't know. Do you know, um, I've been working in marketing now for 21 years, and I kind of have made it a little bit my speciality to, to work with people who are marketing resistant. Now, mm. I don't like wasting my time on having to explain why marketing works, but I usually find it's it's some roadblocks holding them back. It's not actually that they don't want to work on the better marketing to get better leads for their agency. So I kind of work with them to suss out what it is that's really holding them back. Um, And I guess in marketing, you know, we always use all these buzzwords and agency owners, marketeers be famous for it, right? And for example, you hear the word personal branding and you'd be just like, I don't need a personal brand. What's all that about? (laughs) But truly it's about how you want to show up for your audience, right? How do you want to increase your reach amongst the people you want to work with? So I guess I can be quite persuasive. <laughs> you must be. Yeah. So, and, you know, I um, always think it's important to, to work with people you would get on really well with. So right. I know when people have a sense of humor, for example, and I can make them laugh, they're more likely to tackle those kind of things, which are perhaps they're slightly not so comfortable with. And, you know, it's the two ex- end of the extreme. So we'll extrovert people. And then it's about enabling their teams. But then it's also really introverts. So how can you show up for your audience? What would be comfortable? So it's it's a really good mix, actually. But yes, I I love working with marketeers because essentially you guys get why it is so important. And I guess, you know, for you, the carrot and the stick is the carrot is that you want to show to your clients what kind of transformation you can offer them. What better way than doing that than doing that for yourself? And, you know, many marketeers will judge you by that. So yeah, yeah. Well, I teased it at the beginning um, that I was going to ask you about your Brighton SEO speech, and mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. And one of the things oh, that uh, it's about, the headline is it's a talk about explosive agency growth. But one of the main themes is to resist blending in. You know, that blending in mm-hmm. is equals invisibility. Mm-hmm. And that potentially there's an urge to do so, to, to blend in, to, to just merely get there. Um, you know, that's a, that's a major faux pas for any business in their marketing, you know, even a small business which should, shouldn't try and blend in, but you're talking specifically about agencies. So, you know, what are you trying to tell agencies? What's the message that you're trying to get out there about, uh, specifically about blending in? Mm, you know, I feel really passionate about it because when I was working at, at corporate, so I worked at the financial times, at the Institute of directors. And so throughout my career, I went from marketing assistant to marketing director. So essentially, I was either that marketing manager who would put forward a short list of agencies to the board of directors, marketing director, and people who, you know, salespeople, for example, or I was the one who was making the choice, yeah. <laughs> depending on which stage of my career. Right. And, you know, you are likely to be quite stressed out. You know, you're, perhaps your board is telling you, you know, you need to have back, bigger market share your sales directors at your back, like, look, we're not getting enough traffic, not enough leads Mm -hmm. to convert. So these people who are searching for an agency are essentially stressed. (laughs) It's not like, like, oh, my God, I'm just having an amazing day. Let's find ourselves a new agency. It's usually you have an urgent problem to solve. So, yes, it is B2B marketing, but we are still talking to people, right? So if these people are stressed and, you know, they are human people as well, surely as an agency, our job is to show that we are people too. And, you know, digital marketing projects, they can go on sometimes. It takes a while sometimes for results to be really visible. 
um, if we can show that we would be there for them to make this an enjoyable process for them, not only getting them the transformation they're hoping for, but also they'll look good for their boss, for their company, if they have some fun working with us, that makes us stand out in a good way. Right. And, you know, in this sea of competitors where everyone has a tendency to blend in. And, you know, I looked, did a lot of research on this, Mark, you mentioned Brighton SEO. So I did a lot of specific research on SEO agencies. And mm. boy, <laughs> do you know, just simple things like the graphic on the homepage or right. social media presence, about page, some very boring pages. And perhaps I indirectly wore blue today because there's a lot of blue out there. <laughs> That's like my favorite color. So going back to that marketing person or that business owner who's under stress, you know, what pointers can you give them to really notice you in a good way? How, how can you make sure that you end up on that shortlist? Because that's all you need, right? Because most agencies I work with, they have really good conversion rates once they had the proposal mm. meeting. So it's really opening that door. And what better way of doing that than using yourself, using your people, because you are trying to catch people, work with people, right? So come on. <laughs> you can right. see I get a bit carried away yeah. um, because I feel it's such a good marketing tool to have, really. Well, interesting. And then I, I, this is going to sound like a strange question. So you really focused on SEO agencies in your presentation for mm -hmm. obvious reasons of writing SEO. Do you feel like this is a, but you work with all kinds of agencies, maybe a web development agency and an SEO mm -hmm. agency. They're not, they got a lot of things not in common, right? Um, do you find that this blending in problem exists, you know, across all digital marketing agencies, or do you think there's, mm -hmm. there's uh, some, you know, maybe there's some industries who are doing better than others? Do you know, I I work really closely with app agencies and I'm getting to know uh, SEO agencies more and more. I think either that's complete blending in or it's complete marketing wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ferrari. There isn't so much in between and I like to encourage yeah. more in between because, you know, smaller agencies, fast growing agencies, they have really bright people. They have really bright senior leadership teams. So if someone gives them that voice and enables them, you know, I believe they get better clients, which would be better for the team and better for profitability. So I, I would hate to make um, generalizations, but yes, I must say, like doing the research for Brighton SEO was a real eye opener. Wow. <laughs> not, not another agency without even a team picture. And you know, Mark, what I find um, a little bit amusing. So obviously, SEO is, is all about using. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not an SEO expert. You know that all about being uh, using the right key phrases and really being top of Google, right? But when you read some of the copy, we have 20 years experience, we have bespoke solutions, we offer high quality delivery. <laughs> it's all the same words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> How is that going to stand yeah. out? Wow. <laughs> right? It's, it's not going to that connection you're hoping to make. And I believe it's quite easy tweaks, right? Um, you don't need to have a huge budget. I think you just need to have that, right, we're going to show our personality. We're going to do this differently as part of our strategy. Um, so yeah, my recommendation is definitely attempt standing out in a good way because your agency will get noticed by the right people. And Mark, do you know what I did? Um, and I'm sure a lot of business owners would do the same or in-house marketeers. I went to Clutch. I looked up the top mm. agencies and, yeah. and that in a sense, Brighton SEO has got a very international audience, but I thought I'm just going to focus on the UK. So I went literally through the top 20 agencies which came up and I would say a huge percentage of them were really what I and you would call blending in. Yeah, <laughs> And that's not good enough, right? When we want to attract right. clients and we don't want 
people to make a decision just based on price. Right. You know, we want them to feel fear of missing out with our cool culture we want to be part of. Right. They want to know that it's not just about, yeah, they get me to Google page one and get us the right leads, but we will also enjoy working with them. Yeah. So there's so many things you can use really to stand out and, and to land your best clients. Yeah, the other thing about it that you use the word a lot in your presentation is boring. You know, the, the, <laughs> the marketing meaning is about growing a business. It's about generating revenue. It's exciting. It's not supposed to be boring, but everything, yeah. you know, you mentioned some things, a copy from the, the copy on the website. I love that bespoke. Every agency says bespoke now. Uh, the the <laughs> photos that, that are on there are sort of like, okay, those are the same photos I've seen 17 times. It's all so boring. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. So your advice at the Brighton Talk was show some personality, mm -hmm. you know, humanize it. How have you seen, you know, successful agencies do this? Like, give some examples of people who are doing mm -hmm. it well. Yeah, so the example I found in the UK um, really was SEO works. Because you go to their homepage and there's like a real sort of, it's a, it's a top of a mountain. There's some snow, some sun. And you immediately feel, oh my God, I want to be part of that. that that's exciting. Yeah. I want my business to be there. You go on their about page and they have really lovely, a really lovely team photo, you know, the people you'll be working with, there's lots of energy and it's got something in the copy from memory which says, oh, well, we're at a tipping point. And then you read that as a marketing or, well, I, I, I want to come with them. Right. <laughs> you're creating that, you're creating that uh, framework and really sort of brave choices of color. So I think it's more of a strategic decision. You know, you had Andy Davis on one of your previous episodes great um interview guys if you haven't listened to it, tune into that um he was talking about strategy and tactics and how we mm -hmm. work together and the strategy surely for an agency which stands out must be to we're going to use absolutely everything we can to really connect with our people first of all that means you've got to ban all stock photos right <laughs> because i mean everyone's can smell a stock photo a mile off. They're just too perfect and too staged, too diverse, too yeah. whatever it might be, right? <laughs> stock, stock photos, you know. Every agency I've worked with has always had a gifted photographer in-house right. because often you use it for some of your own campaigns, for your client campaigns. So take some pictures, have some energy in them. In the UK, there's another agency who I absolutely adore their approach. It's, it's Knowlton Marketing, and they basically specialize in paid search uh, advertising, video advertising. And because what they really learned, I interviewed um, their founder as part of my agency growth series, and they went from having one room at his father's house to now 16 people and being award-winning. What they picked up on was that when they used humor for their clients' campaigns, it really resonated with people. And then we made a strategic decision. Do you know what? Actually, we're going to step out of this blending in and having to be so professional that we're so boring. And we're going to use humor. And they do it beautifully. Yeah. They've got a podcast like you guys have this. And you've got great um, traveling around doing an amazing job, you know, shining a light on what right. you do. Um, they have a really entertaining newsletter. So it is it, within your creative powers to do that. It doesn't have to cost you much. It's just that being yeah. brave and that commitment at every level, let's celebrate being different in a good way. So yeah, both are two examples and I'm really happy to provide you the links as well for the show notes. I love that. Yeah, that'd be great. So we'll, we'll make sure to link to it. I heard you say something and I mm -hmm. bet there's somebody who's listening who goes, yeah, I'd love to be funny, but I'm not funny. Like I'm just, oh, God, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a data scientist and yeah. I like the numbers and I'm sort of, I don't have that really extroverted personality. Yeah. So how do you how do you break through if you're just you're you're not a very humorous yeah. person you're sort of introverted and you're not that class clown 
Do you know what? I think it's so good that you're bringing up that objection, right? Because not everyone is funny and of a class clown, and that's absolutely fine. I recommend you lean into your geekiness. Yeah. Do, do you know, clients work with agencies because they bring something different to a table. Something, well, they have this expertise, but they're also going to be great to work with. And I'm trying to avoid the word fun now. But geekiness is brilliant as well. And if you're happy to lean into that, you know, perhaps if you do original primary research and, and you share that, uh, that's interesting for marketeers. Um, so lean into it. What, whatever it is that defines you as an agency and your culture, your, your, your team, bring it out. You know, it's a bit like when Greg goes on stage. I mean, I was absolutely blown away. I saw his video talk and I, and I met him as well. You know, he has all these movie references. So he really right. thinks about how can I be seen to be different? How can I grab people's attention? And it's the same principle that you apply really to your own marketing, right? What else is out there? What can we uniquely do differently? If it means you have an office talk or on your team away days, you know, you go to Lake Tahoe and use some beautiful pictures of that because you can. Yeah, I love it. Well, listen, I, I want to shift gears a little bit because there's this uh, underlying underlining thing throughout your, your talk too, which is about mm -hmm. really having empathy for the audience, right? So at mm -hmm. the end of the day, who is receiving that information? Who cares about the differentiation? Who cares about boring uh, if you're blending in? And so it's about, I think, having some empathy for that audience. Uh, when I start to think about the customer avatar for an agency, mm -hmm. you know, I, I guess that's a question. When you start to think about the customer avatar for an agency, what what comes to mind? Who are they? Who are the people who yeah. are who are looking for this this sort of service? Well, really important step, isn't it, to to define that customer avatar yeah. and to speak to the people who speak to your customers. And perhaps if you're only just starting out, then who would you like to work with? Who would give you and your team joy? Right. And then it's about, as you suggested, Mark, stepping into their shoes. So what is their business reality? What keeps them awake at night? What stage are they in their career? Do you know, if you, I remember when I was um, a marketing executive and it's quite a big job to all of a sudden go out to all these agencies and come up with a shortlist you, you yourself are happy to put forward. It's stressful. So if there's an agency which makes it easy for me to go back and say, this is a top agency for these three reasons, because I'm, as the marketing executive, I'm going to be grilled on my own shortlist, right. right? And I want to look good. So, <laughs> and often marketeers, as you will know, the challenge they have, they have to convince finance people, uh, people who are not reporting into them, but perhaps they're reporting into, you mm -hmm. know. So make it easy for them. And if, if you show there's a human behind that proposal, a human behind your fancy agency website, I think it's going to make it more approachable because the challenge we have, and I guess particularly of digital marketing services, Unless you're really in it, it's kind of hard to grasp what it is, right? Mm -hmm. And you have this perceived risk that uh, once you've invested, you will only know perhaps three months' time, six months' time, a year's time, whether it's going to be the return on investment and the outcome you, you originally desired. So as an agency, what signals can you use to build that trust? And yeah. it's not a fancy logo, right? It's not a fancy tagline. It's the people who work with your clients. Um, so yeah, it's quite um, it's quite stressful, and and I guess that's what I bring to the table as as a marketing coach because I've been in that position of different different sizes of companies, different levels of seniority. I know what people look out for and how far quickly these decisions are made. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love it. Well, the other part of the the audience, you know, identifying your audience is that goes to mm -hmm. channel selection. So, oh like yeah, if if I'm if I'm going to you know a lot of this stuff is. 
all right, we need to figure out which channels to, to mm -hmm. target. And then just as importantly, which ones to say no to because our audience yeah. isn't there or the wrong kind of audience is there. So, you know, as you think about this, you're a coach. I'm, I'm curious how you coach your agency pupils, you know, in terms of choosing the right channel, like yeah. channel selection seems like a really, a really important part of this whole uh, cocktail we're making. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so the first thing I would say, don't attempt to be on every channel. Yeah. Really figure out when you do your user persona, your client avatar, which channel are they hanging out on? Yeah. Because I recommend you rather do one or two channels really well. <laughs> quality content, quality engagement, quality channel growth, as opposed to being mediocre across all the channels. Now, as an agency, you don't have a choice to not have a Twitter account, to not have a Instagram account. But it's okay to say, okay, we're really big on YouTube, we're really big on, on LinkedIn. For the other channels, we're just going to keep them going and point people back to our main channels. So where we sort of... Um, Sweet spot is, I may say, sweet spot is where an area you would enjoy creating content for. And then on the other side of that's being matched to where your audience hangs out on. Mm. And you know, there's such a big, you guys do so well with your podcasts and with your speaking engagement, really educating the industry, right? And sharing the expertise. And that's a great thing because you're seen as an expert, you know, when people move on, where are they going to go to when they're looking for an SEO expert, a digital right. marketing agency, right? If they already know you, they know, like, and trust you. So it's, it's totally doable, but yeah, definitely, unless you have massive teams just dedicated to social media management, just be very selective about your platforms and then stay really on top of it because you know, all the platforms, they change so quickly. And just because you were good at LinkedIn maybe six months ago, by now it's already a completely different ball game again. So when you choose a, a platform, make sure you utilize the latest features and really make them work for you. All right, awesome. Well. Before I let you go, I want to point the audience to your vlog, which is, uh, it contains a ton of good content. There's, I think, a podcast and a vlog on your on your website. Correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, one mm -hmm. of the videos I saw prepping for this interview was about raising prices. This yeah. this is a scary thing. It's um, like we've been steadily raising our prices, I think, every year now for three years. And uh, every time we do it, we think it's going to hurt us way more mm -hmm. than it does. Uh you know, but then having higher prices, it just, it opens up a world of opportunities for us, right? We can mm. do more marketing. We can pay people better. You know, we, we can run a more healthy business. So, you know, as you're working with the, these principles, what's been the reaction? Where, where does the resistance come from to raising prices and how do you coach people through it? So it's often a confidence thing, exactly just for the situation you were describing that we consider raising prices. And then we immediately have this massive fear of, oh my God, we're going to lose all our clients. But the reality is, if you are going to send a good price increase email, let's say to 50 clients, yes, a small percentage, of course, you are going to get resistance. That's that's normal in business. Mm -hmm. But a majority of, of, of clients, you know, will understand that, that you're investing it back into your teams, you're investing it back into your systems. And you know, Mark, what I believe is really important there is that you set the expectation with your new clients from the word go. When I did my agency research, one of the agency owners, so I spoke to 30 agency owners across three different continents. I had so much fun. And Mark, I'm going to have to book you in as well. <laughs> really yeah. about the, the May, uh, the milestones in the agency growth. And this guy basically said, Nicole, you know what we did at the pitching stage? We told our clients our rates would be increased on an annual basis because we are investing in our systems. We are investing in our people. And 
you know, we want to stay on the top of our game. So this is what we've got to do. And I think when you, when you have that expectation really early on, it's actually even creating FOMO with the clients because they know, my God, this is top notch. Mm-hmm. This is high quality, five star. I want to yeah. work with them. So it's about managing that. But no, I do appreciate it. You know, raising prices can be a scary thing. So in my vlog, you mentioned, I have given some really specific practical examples because this is what I love to do on YouTube. Every couple of weeks, I have a new vlog out with agency owner marketing tips mm-hmm. and I bring examples so that I can see an example email, an example website, whatever it might be. So yes, I think it's, you know, people usually quite like examples because when they can see, oh, we can, we can use that. We can cherry pick that. We can be inspired by that. So it's all about confidence of price raising. If you're positive about it and you justify it, and you communicate it well and you communicate it in advance. And yeah, it's not going to go perfect straight away. You will learn, right? right. I'm sure, Mark, you know, raising prices five years ago, your approach to, to it now has probably evolved and you become right. better and better, right? Yes. Do you know, the, the challenge is to, when you start out, you clearly, you know, you just want to get more clients, right? <laughs> Any price point. But then the challenge is to reflect on how much more you add to your clients what better transformation you can give them and to raise your prices on a regular basis. Um, so really get into that habit. I love it. Well, the last thing I want to ask you about is an agency growth ebook you've written. I mm. always feel lazy when I talk to people who've written a book of any length because I have, didn't have that gift yet. But tell our audience about the ebook, what they can expect <laughs> in there and how they can go get it. Fantastic. Mike. You know, I'm with you on that. It's an ebook. <laughs> supposed to act back I'm not there yet so <laughs> I always find it really fascinating to speak to thriving agency owners so I've reached out and kind of questions that I'll ask is what were milestones in your agency growth what things do you wish you'd done sooner and for me I love doing that on, a, on an international basis so mad times of the day and I brought t- 10 key insights together in this ebook which are really applicable to different stages of your agency and you know some of them are things such as define what is your success because that's really an eye-opener for me i naively thought it was always about scaling up your agency having bigger teams having more profitability but it's not necessarily so in that ebook you will find 10 really practical insights all the agency owners are named they've all signed it out and hopefully it gives you just a lot of inspiration and encouragement to keep pushing and to keep growing your agency and the best place to get it, actually, Mark, is on my website. So that's www.wunderstars.com and then forward slash agency hyphen growth. Awesome. Uh, well, Nicole, if people want to learn more or they want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? And what's your favorite social media? My Thank you. My favorite social media channel at the moment is probably LinkedIn. So just search for Nicole Osborne on LinkedIn. Uh, for my marketing blogs, the best tips I always share on YouTube because I'm really committed to growing my channel. So it's Nicole Osborne Wunderstars. And yeah, if you just want any of my links or free content, uh, my website is for home to everything. So Wunderstars.com. I would love to see people there. Thank you. Well, awesome. Well, you're, you're also a very fun person to drink a large glass of gin with. And, uh, you know, I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to give you a virtual cheers for now. Cheers. And uh, for everyone watching, we'll be back next week with another episode of Suds and Search. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Really appreciate it.